understand that there's so much to life, whether you're the CEO or the janitor. Given everything you do at 150% will change your mindset and your perception of what you're doing. Well, welcome to the Now or Never podcast, all things entrepreneurship, uh, people who make in their passion, their paycheck, and that's definitely you two, um, as much as any other couple I think we've ever met. And, you know, I guess we're going to start with just a quick, like, how you guys... <laughs> how you guys met, how you guys got started, um, just with the bodybuilding and business and how that's parlayed into all the different businesses you guys are in. So how'd you guys meet? Oh, that's a good story. That's actually a book we've got to write. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> chapter one. <laughs> well, oh, we met at the Olympia. That's yeah. actually how I met. That is and, awesome. Um, you had a question for like, you said 10 years you were, you were chasing. Yeah, you, you were my pinup model in my, in my locker. That's right. I saw the, <laughs> the posters once I got in here. <laughs> no, we were, um, we were both competing at Olympia 2014. Yeah. And um, we were at the Meet the Olympians and he came up to me and I was just like, I just remember it like it was yesterday. He had this red pants on, black tank top. And I was just like, oh, you look amazing. <laughs> and like, <laughs> I never was like, I was like, I will never date a bodybuilder. No way. No guys fitness to fool themselves. They're arrogant. They're crazy. And, uh, he broke the mold. So, but it was really like, it, I mean, I was instantly attracted, but I was thinking like, I was getting ready to move to LA. I'm like, you know, I'm done competing. I've done it 11 years. I think I'm going to go do TV. And, um, I was getting ready to go. And then he sent me a Facebook message. Slid into the Facebook. Oh, uh, that Facebook yeah, that, message. That, little, we'll we'll add a little bit of context to it too, just to, to <laughs> yeah, yeah. on it because that that is all oh, that's one hundred percent true, and, and she tells the story really good. But uh, from from my aspect of it, we when, after we met, it was one of those things like you have a knucklehead moment as a guy, and you're like, God, I should have asked for her number, and I didn't, kind of thing. And I think it was part partially dieting brain and partially like uh, just uh, kind of you know maybe nerves or something, but. After um, after the Olympia, we had, uh, I went overseas for like three weeks and um, competing on the tour that we usually that, that used to be and I, and I don't know if that's going to be really exist much more but anyways um, you know I was thinking about her and I'm like how am I going to get a hold of her I'm like I'm not going to ask somebody for her number it's kind of weird it's just kind of random like hey I got your number from so and so yeah, so. How do I? So I was like, uh, I'll try Facebook, and and I never check Facebook messages. So that was one of those things that Facebook actually was a good thing at yeah. that time versus all the, the stuff yeah. that Facebook provides now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we that was uh, so we got we exchanged numbers. We talked for a week, and then I flew out just for like a lunch date. And I said, you know, let's this is like really amazing um, our connection, our conversation. I said, let's I'll come out for a lunch date. And we'll go from there. I was like, you know, no strings attached. Because we needed, like, chemistry was super important. I was yeah. like, if things aren't good, then I'll just, I'm flying home that night and we could just part ways. But literally, it was like, as soon as I landed, got off the plane, sparks were, it was yeah. just fire. And uh, we actually looked at each other on our date and we're like, we would get married right now, yeah. wouldn't we? And, we and I was married. crazy. Aww. So, <laughs> you know, we weren't freaked out. We weren't like, yeah, um, we weren't at the boat. We're like, I was like, you're a psycho. No way. Yeah. She wasn't like, you're some major, uh, you know, yeah, like, oh. clinger here. So, I, you know, we we were definitely on the same page there. And then we really just give all the glory to, to God on that one. It was God. That's God. Because it was so, I mean, I wouldn't even give my number out. And here it's like, here you go, my number, and come to Vegas. It was literally a week of texting. Came in one day. We said we would have got married that day. And then <clears throat> shortly after we got married. Yeah. Shortly. So, yeah. yeah. That well, is awesome. It's funny. She was my first sponsored athlete through the nutrition stores. 
and she wouldn't oh talk gosh. to me for a year okay at all she talked to my business partner not me and then i asked him like do i smell bad like is some is something wrong is <laughs> i got something in my grill like what's going on and then she, then she challenged my business partner and i to do a training session at oh. 5 a.m., which is not my time of the day to train. Oh, no. So I made it there by 5.30, and I got a picture because they're sponsored athletes, and I didn't want to ask her for a number afterwards because I felt like a dork. So I Facebook messenger, her. I'm like, hey, can you text me that picture so I can put it on the business <laughs> Facebook? And she sent me her number, and then she goes, you do realize you can just right-click and save the picture, right? I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, busted, shit. Okay. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and then the rest is history. She chased me after that. Um, there you go. I chase you I every it. day. Yeah, thanks, honey. Um, <laughs> we, we love seeing couples like you, and, and I mean, that inspires us too, but, you know, it, it's good to see power couples out there doing big things together. You know, you're doing business, you're doing life together. And I think that's important for people to see. I think, you know, a lot of couples that get together, they live two separate lives a lot of time um, with business and stuff. And they always say, oh, you know, you can't do business with your spouse. That's crazy, you know. But we actually, you know, not only are husband and wife, but we're, we're best of friends. And we really yeah. enjoy spending uh, pretty much all our time together. And, yeah, and that's true. really what strengthens our relationship in a lot of ways. Same for us. I agree. I, it's, it's a team mentality. Like I've got a partner that's got my back and we do all of our businesses together. Mm -hmm. All the, I mean, a lot of the podcasts and yeah. so we do a lot of these podcasts and they've gone really big, but the biggest episodes is when she's on. So she now says it's her podcast. And <laughs> I get some splash. <laughs> Hey, and, you gotta have a pretty face with it, you know, Tim. You can't and it's not me. It's not me. This is not eye candy. So, but you know, I think that we found that like when she, her and I got together and already had the company, we went from being in one state to five states within 18 months. Yeah. Um, just because I had somebody else watching my back that was, yeah. you know, helping. It had somebody else. I, somebody I trusted to roll ideas off of somebody who actually, I mean, Here. we trained together and, and she trains harder than I do. Um, yeah. Well, yes, you know, I thought I trained hard. But I she's, know Amanda trains harder than you. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so so you, guys, you guys meet, and then, I mean, you guys have got so many businesses, and obviously between other than just competing, I mean, you got a great sponsor with All Max, and you're obviously climbed up the Olympia every year, and, and Amanda, you've competed up to the highest level as well. And I know you took a step back from competing while Steve was competing. How did all that work out? So I was actually ready. So that right when we did meet, I was ready to – that's when I was stepping out of competing. So a lot of people think we got married and then I stopped competing. It was just, I was ready to be done, which is why I was actually going to go to LA, which I didn't want to move to LA, but I was also <clears throat> doing hosting on the side and it was paying like 10 times the amount of winning first place in a competition. You know what I mean? And yeah. Yeah. I was like at the point where by my last Olympia, I said, you know what, this is, my, I was, I was the only one in that Olympia that year that had been it from the big first Olympia. And so I said, you know what, this is my, there's nothing else I really need to do here. It was my kind of best year. I got third at the Arnold and I got fifth at the Olympia. And I said, if I don't get top three, I think I'm just ready to do everything that I needed to do because it was just, I was slowly feeling that it wasn't in me anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I was like, wow. And I was at that same year, I was doing the, um, the announcing for, it was uh, when Olympia was supposed to uh, air on NBC Sports. Mm -hmm. So I was doing both and I was walking around with the camera crew and they were like, man, you should just go to LA and maybe you'd be working like that. And I was like, done. That's my confirmation. My last competition was Korea. And I was literally with my mom and I was just like, I'm ready to go to LA. I'm going to go look at house and I'm just going to go for it. And so then it's like, that's when we feel like, you know, you're going a certain direction and, and then God will kind of go, okay, go this way. So you, you got to step out to find out. I wouldn't have known unless I was like, okay, I'm making this decision. If I was just going to stay stagnant, then I would have just been kind of like, I'm not, you know, complacent. I don't want to be complacent. 
Um, but I also don't want to do something because, you know, I'm, I'm feeling like I can't let go or, you know, I'm doing it, but my heart's not in it. And I was always thinking like, where am I going to go from here? You know, you can't compete forever. You've got to gracefully bow out. And um, that was my thing was going to be hosting. And then when, when we met, it was just like, okay, well, okay. And then we got right back into it. And then I was with, got signed with All Max. And then that's how we started together, doing everything together now as a couple. That's awesome. Yeah. And I believe that there's unity in that because both of us feel like, you know, we had our success on our own, but when we came together, yeah. uh, it was just that much different. And we, we, again, we, we pray about that because we, we know that with that unity, you have the two or three agreeing in prayer. It's us together. And we feel like that was where it was like next level. Yeah. And we don't compete with each other. We support one another. It's yeah. not like, you know, I'm competing and she's like, well, I want the spotlight or whatever. Oh, I mean, it's, not, yeah. it's very much a supportive uh, system here and, and anybody that's ever, seen the kooks at a, any of the competitions with Olympia oh or word. anything that I've been or we go uh we go as a as, as a crew and one solid uh I lose my voice for a week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh absolutely. there's always about 10 or more that show up to any any given show that we're at so but I think it's that background of competing that I'm able to also know where he's been and what he's going through and he's super he's opposite of like diet or person you know where and, and hey people diet differently but that's why I said he's the you're my, you're my musical. <laughs> um, he doesn't complain about dieting. He's just kind of quiet, whatever. He actually apologizes that we can't go out or do this, that. And I'm like, no, please, I don't want to do anything. Um, but, you know, you know where that person's coming from. If, you know, you don't want to be sitting out going, hey, can, I, can we go out tonight? And all what, make them feel bad that they don't want to do that. Right. You know, we're both very similar in our interests and what we do. And that's just soup. That's just bonus on who you're doing your life with, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, and that's, I think speaking of like, we, we, had, we saw you guys in Olympia last year and, and it was amazing. Like you're, was that, was that Friday? It was before the night show or Saturday, one of the days and like, Steve, like you're just, you're happy and smiling and, and just fine. And like, I, last time I competed, like, I don't, I'm, I'm hiding in a hole. I'm tired. Yeah. I'm hungry. And I mean, I'm like one third your size. So, um, <laughs> like how it's just, we sit there today. day. I'm like, yes, we're just so positive and so happy. And, and just, it seemed even like amidst that, that, and you guys are working, I mean, literally meeting thousands of people. And, and that just is a testament to how you guys support each other and how you guys are as a couple period. And that, that's a hats off to you guys absolutely um you know like at least last time i competed she had donuts waiting for me when i look i got out which is awesome um you know but uh you know so how that when, between competing and then leading into like booty queen leggings and, and king snake apparel then you guys were on shark tank which i'm jealous as hell and i want to do um like how that transition to that company exactly well i think a lot of that was organically driven through you know our likeness and what we've done in the industry and um I think, you know, we built our, our brand just from years of competing and, and our following and stuff like that. And, and obviously, when you have that, you have people come to you saying, hey, we'll sponsor you or are you interested in promoting our products and stuff like that. So we decided after we got together, I was doing some T-shirts and stuff through the King Snake. And um, um, and then she had a lot of opportunity and, and a lot of companies come approaching her to, to promote the product. So, you know, we decided that let's give us let's give it a shot to kind of roll out a, a, a apparel line based on what she would want to wear because she i mean to me she's a true influencer in a good way not a, uh, a lack of better words like a tits and ass kind of uh, <laughs> influencer but <laughs> one that is actually like giving you good substance to, to follow so um she you know so we rolled out the booty queen apparel um and and which was a 
just like starting any business, you know, a grind, a, a whole new, like, there's no blueprint to any business. You're going to have to just learn as you go a lot of times. And, and that's what we did. I think a lot of the competing translated over to uh, the business world as far as the discipline, the hard work, the, the times that you're tired, the times that you, you screw up or whatever, or you don't necessarily win, that you go ahead and say, hey, I'm going to still, you know, still drive to, to be my best and, and, and get better and learn from these mistakes. Yeah. And we were, it was, we started, it was so organically the way we started. I mean, we started with like a t-shirt and like an eight by 10 photo. And then we're <laughs> like, how do we get leggings? Cause that's what people wanted to know. You know, what leggings are you wearing? What leggings are you wearing? And we're, you know, and he was actually still in the fire department and they were outside like one day talking about what else they were doing side jobs. And he was like, well, me and my wife, you have started a apparel company and through that, he was like, well, so-and-so, we have a legging connection. And that's kind of how we started. It was able to do, because we were trying to do something. If you just go on your own, the minimums were so high that it's like, we don't need to do this business because it's a hundred thousand dollars to start a run. We're like, well, we're good. And so we were trying to find like a, someone we trust, someone we could work with here locally. We, we didn't know anything about the manufacturing product side. It's different than getting a t-shirt and printing on it. When you're making apparel from scratch, what we learned is insanity and it was like this learning for i'd say it was five years now i'd say four years of it was just learning 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 literally and um and we that's how shark tank happened i was a huge shark tank fan i would be like watching one night like a uh marathon and i'm just like i'm gonna freaking i'm i'm gonna get on the show like i'm gonna write an email i, I literally submitted an email and I, you know, had done from TV. I knew that they wanted, to, they, they were going to want people that were good on TV regardless, whether it was good TV or bad TV, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And so I submitted like our pictures and I said what we do, but it was a legitimate request for help. It was like, we've got this thing going and we don't know what to do next. We had us two, one employee, which was a graphic, a, a graphic guy. Um, and, and we didn't know, you know, it was us doing marketing and, you know, we would come in and meet at the house and I would have a whiteboard and just write down what we should do that day. And I'm like, but I really don't know what to do. So how do I even know what to do? And so we would, we would sell these leggings and we would sell out in like two days and they would just be gone. And then it would take three months to get them back. So we're like, well, we need help with that. So when, when I was putting in we, the legitimate requests where we need help, we also would need funding because we're self-funded and we would need, uh, just, uh, what do you do next? Who do you hire next? Where do you go? But I also knew that even getting on that show would be exposure, yeah. uh, which is TV reaches more than anything. You know, I was in the music business and American Idol would break new artists like that. That's how that whole thing started with, you know, cause you're, you're, the reach is insane. Yeah. So uh, we started doing that and then it basically help us Lord got into, it was a long time to get on Shark Tank. I would say it was about a year process to get okay. through round after round, after round, after round. And, um, and they check out your numbers and they check your statistics. And it's like all, it's, it's the background check. Make sure you're not crazy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Give everything but blood. And, uh, yeah. and I mean, amazing experience. I, I think um, we, we've shared a little bit about our, our Shark Tank experience in general, but um, probably one of the most nerve wracking things we ever had to oh, do, yeah, like on a, on a, on a scale. Cause we actually, like she said, it took about a year to get on. We filmed right after the Olympia. I actually, it was maybe 2017, 2017 Olympia. Yeah. And, um, 16, 16 Olympia. 17, yeah. and then even after we filmed it, 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 where there was like a six or seven month delay until it actually, uh, you know, aired. Mm -hmm. So 
Um, but when we did it, it was, like she said, one of the most nerve wracking things, uh, just coming off the stage of Olympia, like with 20,000 people in the audience kind of thing. And just, you know, you're getting a huge reach that didn't even kind of compare to, you know, knowing that 10 million people are going to potentially see you on our initial, uh, viewing. And then you walk through and you see these sharks and, and, you know, you got one chance to do that's the thing. It's like, well, he was, wasn't really remembering. Cause we had this, like our spiel that you see, that was like our, our memory. We memorized that. And we had to do this back and forth. So I was like, we're practicing in our trailer. And I'm just like, Hubs, you got, you got to. I had, I had straight diet brain going. Like I didn't make us practice before. Cause I was like, I don't want to raise his cortisol levels. He's got to compete. But as soon as it was done, I was like, I need you on this. Like, <laughs> and fortunately he got a nap. I mean, it was like every, they lost our luggage. You know, we got no sleep the night before we were like six o'clock in the morning on Monday, we were going to pitch for the producers and here we have no bags. Like how do you lose your bags for a direct flight? No idea. But they did. And so we're like, we did not sleep at all. So we're like, we wake up and, you know, get ready to go. And fortunately they took us in two groups and we were in the second half of the day and he got to sleep. And then we pitched for the producers. They loved us. And then we had like a three day before we're actually then aired. And that was when it was just like, yeah. So, but uh, amazing experience. I think that that uh, definitely took us to another level as far as that mainstream exposure. I think so much of our industry is is very confined into bodybuilding shows and stuff like that, and and what the social media and magazines and stuff. But that kind of get got us into a more mainstream light to where uh, more which is good and more bad public got like, to see, you know, of, of, we're not just uh, meatheads that work out. We actually have some brains and can apply ourselves. It was great for our fan base. Like to me, that was super, it, the benefit of that was credibility. You've been on shark tank and then it yeah. went well, we got a deal. The outside of that is we dealt with every, all of our customers at that point were literally 100% supporting us. When you're thrown out to the mainstream world, you've got people that are going, Look at your bodybuilder. Look at her. And I'm just like, okay, really guys? So, and they're also, they want to know why they're buying your product. Why are you $85 leggings when I can get them from $25? So you're, you're now going and, and they, they're expecting as soon as you're on Shark Tank, you're Amazon Prime and you're, you've got a factory of workers <laughs> yeah, and you're just sitting behind two hours, and going, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was the same people. It was literally us and our one employee doing the same amount of work with now a reach that was absolutely insane and a volume of stuff that could go wrong that we never in our ever imagined. So it was like, there came the problems and the amount of work with the same team doing it. So for, for, for the, 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 Exposure and what that did for that, it was amazing. But the downside of it was the expectancy of the people that weren't giving you grace because they were your fans. They wanted to know why their leggings weren't there and why it was, you know what I mean? And why yeah, your absolutely. partner was with this guy and why and we're like, whatever. So good and bad, but obviously the good is we still, we just re-aired the other day. It was like for the 24th time, yeah. we always see an in, you know, influx there. But so that that's always worth it. But it, from knowing TV, you never know how they're gonna they're gonna do it. You know, I was like, well, they say booty queen. Well, they, I mean, if, there's people that they'll just own. You know what I mean? And so, fortunately, it was a great experience for us. Um, but it could have went but an edited way. You know, you could take something from here and go over here. And so that was always like on our minds until we aired. We're like, okay, that's good. But that's when the real work began. Like, was that airing? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, it really legitimized you guys in the business aspect. Out, like you know, yeah. Steve said, outside of the um, just bodybuilding world, but as business people, and it does lead to an exit strategy once the competing is over with, mm-hmm. which is just it's brilliant. And I, we, I, we've spoken about that before that with other bodybuilders we've had on, like, what's your exit strategy when competing's done? Like, what do you have left? And you know, we see it with pro athletes we've we've talked to before too. Like, okay, when football's done or basketball's done, and you're only forty years old. Like there's a lot of life left, you know, Um, and you guys have really kind of set yourselves up for that next phase. Which yeah, is I think brilliant, we're you know. Thinking about that next phase, I think we've always been. Yeah, like that. I think more so. I think as you get a little bit older, you start. You know, when you're young, you're kind of invincible, and whatever you're going to do, nothing will <laughs> stop you, kind of yeah. thing. And um, but definitely, as you get older, you get married. You know, you have to provide for your family. You start thinking of okay, what happens in the event of retirement or something happens? You know, let's have things set up, and that that's where I've been mentally in the yeah. last uh, couple of years and. And knowing like, you know, there is a, a finite time that you're going to be able to compete uh, as far as, you know, do I, I don't want to be Dexter and competing him when I'm 51. You know, I want to, <laughs> I want to be able to, to enjoy and, but having, I think, you know, I, I know I have, to me, I always tell her, I said, I'll still compete as long as I have some gas in the tank. If I have a drive, if I want to compete, yeah. um, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to really force myself uh, in ways. I know, yes, competing provides, and I do look at it as, as somewhat of a job because that is is what we our main thing we do. But I think it's you also have to have a passion for it and, and yeah. drive to get in the gym and push yourself. And oh yeah. and oh yeah, you know, and you have to listen to your body. I mean, if I'm if I'm beat up and broken and I'm trying to you know got tears and all kinds of stuff like some competitors have had it, it, it's you just you got to know when to pull the plug too yeah. but i think there's a lot to be said when it, when you don't have to do something for a paycheck then you just then you find out whether or not if it's still a passion or not yeah, there's a lot of things we do that we have to do for money and there's certain things like we've gotten the point like i i had this uh miss Seferosi we talked about when i was on pittsburgh a couple months ago and i said it's if i win the lottery tomorrow my life doesn't change um i love what i do Right. Um, I don't buy nicer stuff because I have six kids and three dogs. There's no point. They'll destroy it anyways. And now it's just a, you know, it's a more expensive destruction. So, um, but you know, like for our life doesn't really change because I, no. I don't do anything anymore. I mean, that's the one thing about ma- making your passion, your paycheck is it's, you know, you don't work. I mean, we work hard. Don't get me wrong, but it's not, oh, it's, it's not work. I'm not it's, counting the hours. So the day is done and I don't dread Monday morning. And yeah, that's, exactly. that's, that's a lot to be said for that. I mean, I dread right. getting text messages on Sunday <laughs> just because I have a, we have a hundred employees, but, um, I'm like, listen, I got my wife, my family and God on Sundays. Leave me alone till after two o'clock. It hasn't happened yet. 10 years <laughs> in the process, but I'm <laughs> hopefully by year 20. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. and so then you guys also have the Kuklo classic, which this year had to get moved. Like how'd all that trend? I mean, is it September now? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so the expansion, obviously doing businesses like you guys, you know, where you start seeing avenues and and everything that I think we do is really under the umbrella of fitness in general. And that's why it it all kind of works. You guys have gyms, you guys have something stores and and also ultimately it's around your passion for fitness. And that's, that's what we've kept kind of our, our, our focus on and with, um, you know, because us as a brand, not only competitors and, and sponsored athletes, like working for All Max, traveling for them, having Booty Queen Apparel, and then now promoting shows, which we got also an opportunity to do uh, about, this will be our fifth year this year for the Google mm-hmm. Classic in Dallas. And we've actually been able to add two more 
We're going to have one in Michigan and then one in uh, Wyoming, Cheyenne, uh, later this year. Oh, Obviously, nice. things have had to change up a little bit with dates yeah, and, yeah. And, and expectations and how the things are promoted. And um, so our original show is supposed to be actually in about two weeks um, oh. in Dallas. And, but we had to move it to later September, September 26th. And um, so that's that was a big stress because, you know, I know I know so many people have been planning and prepping, you know, yeah. kind of at the beginning of the year, you kind of get in that prep mode and, and life was fairly normal until probably halfway through most people's prep. So I was in hopes that things were going to open up a little earlier and people were going to be able to get into their gyms and just have a couple week layoff and kind of finish out their prep strong. But I think my wife was, was thinking more logically than me. And she's like, listen, yeah. you got to give these people a chance to to reset and not stress about competing when there's other stresses to worry about right now in life. And that's what we took into consideration and, and really thinking about people's health and safety and mental state at that point. So we decided to move the show to a later date. Yeah, um, you didn't want to do that. I was like, how do guys do it? Yeah. And even moving yeah. it to June or July really wasn't enough time because we're already into May and still a lot of stuff's closed and it's probably yeah. to the, maybe the end of this month. And I think um, just to be fair for competitors, June isn't a, June, July aren't realistic, up, you know, uh, show dates for people coming off a of prep and, and needing a time to kind of reset and, and, just who knows what's going on in their life. So I think, you know, August, September is really when you're going to see shows start really kind of resuming. And even from, we, you know, we discussed the ticket sales point, like who's going to come there and show, you know, is grandma going to yeah. show up in the audience to support? Does she feel comfortable? So yeah. then you're now moving the date back further. I was like, I think we need to go like September like at Olympia, like let's push it because you want to think, you know, it's not just how we're reacting to the situation, but how are other people reacting? Yeah. Do people right. feel you know safe I mean? coming like, to the event? Are they going to bring the family support the athlete? And, is yeah, the hotel going to be opening events? Like we're even looking at that, you know, I know, I know in California events have been canceled for the rest of the year. And yeah. so we're like, okay, well, and then you look at what the qualifying days and all that stuff. So it was just so much into it that we just, you know, let's make that decision and, and just, yeah. Um, for better for everyone that they would just know. I think being in limbo is really hard. Yeah, um, it's like, well, am I doing this? Am I not? And then I'm like, does anyone have access to a gym? If they're working out from home, are they going to feel ready? Are they going to feel yeah. bad? You know, so it just felt like a lot of strain. So if we think September, hopefully things will be. Well, that's, we had, I'd spoken to Jack and Ann to Tony who do a lot of the NBC competitions here in the Midwest and, and they'd had one after another, after another just got canceled just because it was safe. We didn't know. And people can't plan a prep, but I want them two weeks out and all of a sudden the venue or the state closes. And then, so I, I put up a post. I'm like, Hey, like go support your NBC shows this fall. Um, who cares if you're 80% go, because these are all people's livelihoods. This is their incomes. Yeah. You know, and if you yeah. want to have these events around, it's, you know, it's the hobby of the sport we grew up with and are in, and I got called out online by aunt Tony. <laughs> so apparently I'm competing this fall after oh, three and a half terrible. years. Oh, she's okay. like, put your money where your mouth is. Oh, yeah. I'm like, Oh shit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we started last week and I haven't done cardio and well, Three years. Oh, wow. And uh, <laughs> I own 28 pieces of cardio equipment in our gym. I have not used a single piece ever. So okay. this will be a first. it off. I know. <laughs> I, I, I thought chasing our one-year-old around was enough cardio, but apparently right. it's not because I'm a lot larger. So, but yeah. you know, that was my thing. Like these, You don't know, and, and all the promoters want to do the safe things. At the same point, that's income. That's It's lost that mm -hmm. can't be made up. People aren't going to do extra shows. It's not like the guy can enter twice in the same show in the fall. So it does affect a lot of the incomes for those people. But it's just one of those, I think, things we've all had to roll the dice with, with everything going on with COVID. Um, and how does yeah. that affect your prep for the Olympia for this year? Exactly. Um, 
You, you know, it's funny because I was considering doing Jack's show in April, the Midwest show he had, uh, yeah. um, that that was kind of on the radar coming off the Arnold. And I was like, hmm, you know, you really got to strategize at that point. Do you, how far do you want to stretch out prep? Do you want to compete all year long and diet and really be, by the time Olympia rolls around, you're going to be burned out. Your body's going to be fighting you. So, uh, you know, we strategize and she's, she's like my voice when I, and, and really, I bounce a lot of things off her and she gives me feedback of like what we should do. And that's, that's the team concept of the kooks, um, which she's awesome. <laughs> so and she cute. knows, she understands the sport so well. And, and that's, that's amazing and a blessing to have for me. Cause I, it's like, I have part of my coach and team is right here. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, she's developed an eye for my body and how it looks and things I need to do. And, um, but kind of, you know, not knowing where shows are going to end up is, you know, I know a lot of shows that were kind of, April, May, June have been pushed back already. Yeah. Uh, so that so to me, after the Arnold, I kind of I pulled out of prep and just kind of went into hey, let's just go into coast mode and see what happens at this point of, of um, the world. I think if you still stay down the gas, you're going to just burn yourself out. Yeah. Um, and we've already discussed that Arnold. Uh, it was the Arnold Australia already not doing that as an option, just because we had when we were hearing about this going on, we're like. This is it. I mean, this is right before any of this. And we're like, well, and he was the one that said, you know, it's not traveling. It's something worst case scenario. You get stuck over there. Yeah. I'm like, what if they start quarantining and shutting down the country and I'm stuck in Australia for a month and I got businesses to run and and things to do. And and, and at that point, I mean, it's like being in jail and you can't, everything's just, you know, on hold. So, and so we're, and then if we find out that gets canceled, we're like, thank God, because, you know, that would have been sucks to keep going and then find that out. Like you said, a week before it happened or worse that you're over there already. And then you find out, Oh my gosh. Yeah. So you got to kind of look at like, you got to kind of just, you know, look at the entire year, what, you know, and now you're looking at, we've talked about like, what shows are you, are there left to even qualify for the Olympia stage shows start in August. So they start in August. Yeah. So there, well, there's, you know, I think there's a whole, a whole, um, a bunch of obstacles that everybody's facing in this world and even in the competitive world and, and in our world, um, with say qualifications for Olympia, is that going to change? You know, there really hasn't been any announcements as far as, uh, you know, are they going to qualify the top 10 from last year versus the top five? Are they going to move top three at every show or just the first place guys, you know? So there's a lot of things that are up in the air. Um, I'm just kind of taking it one day at a time. I'm still trying to get my training in and, and, and stick to, you know, I, I eat pretty clean year round. Yeah. So it's not like I come way off where I, you know, gain 30, 40 pounds and I have to come down. I always stay close to my competition weight. So it's not a lot of, you know, I don't need a full 16-week prep if I'm, you know, kind of getting on the gas. Maybe at this point, six to eight weeks would give me enough time to kind of get to where I need to be. Yeah. Um, so that, that's where I like to stay in striking distance. But I really think, I know like New York Pros moved to August, uh, Indie Pro, and then a few of the other ones, um, uh, you know, got moved out. So I... Again, it's, there's a lot of uh, still up in the air with what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, that's because uh, our business partner in the gyms is prepping for North Americans. And it's and then I've got you know, my assistant back behind the camera. She's prepping for a show in this fall. And like half my staff is. Oh, and, I, and I get it. And we're trying to plan everything out. And I'm like, what do you think? I go, I have no idea. <laughs> I lie to you if I told you I did. I will July yeah, no, 18th. I, I don't know. I hope. You know, because some of these people have been in prep. There's one girl at Transgender Gym that works for us part time. Paige, who's had like four different show dates canceled. She just keeps going, <laughs> and I'm like, "Good for you." Yeah. Um, I couldn't like, do it. Yeah, I'd be like, "Get me yeah, next year." Gonna, as as her boss, you might have to step in and say, "Hey, um, you know, 
we're going to have to have your sanity and be a well, good that employee. Might be her at some sanity point. right now. I mean, if she's that might be her like thing, like that might be helping. Well, that, and that's that's kind of why we kept our, we were able to keep our gyms open, and we kind of took you know calculated risks. There's ten person per room, or so many thousand square feet, social distancing. But I'm like I said, like this is like for us, like um, you know, the lifting weights has been I mean, that's that's my that's, that's my therapy. sanctuary. That that's yeah. my therapy. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, I'm not. We we did some at home workouts and stuff. We had kids kids flipping tires and doing some stuff just to wear them out because they're yeah. loud and yeah, right. they yeah. never go to bed. So, uh, but other than that, like I got to have some actual iron to, to sling, which is, we've been fortunate here in Nebraska. We were on partial shutdown, but not complete versus other states. And uh, it's been a blessing, but having these different businesses for us and having to make sure, okay, like keep it safe for our staff, keep it safe for our clients or our members or our customers. And it's kind of balancing the two. And it's been, you know, at least day to day, we don't, we don't know what's going to happen. And, and we've talked to so many business owners right now from venues to hotels to um, just retail. They're like, what do we do? I'm like, relax. You didn't do it. I mean, there's nothing you can do to fix it. There's nothing you can do to change it. You just got to stay positive. Yeah. Um, you know, and we're all, we're all in this. We're all got this. We're all the same obstacle. At this we're point. on the same point. Yeah. Like John Meadows and I talked a couple weeks ago and I said, the politicians may be on different sides and that's yeah. fine. They always have been. I said, but people are united because we're all facing the same exact obstacle. Right. We all are on the same page. We all want everyone to be healthy. We also all don't want to go bankrupt. And so there's got to be a line down there in the middle. Um, how has it affected, you know, other than the show and competing, how has it affected uh, the leg, the, the the apparel company, and everything else. Because uh, you guys as, have a retail location, right? We, yeah, we closed the retail location. Probably the mall, the mall closed. Yeah. Um, you know the the doors, so that pretty much closed every every store in that mall. Um, but yeah, it's it, so. I mean, our focus obviously still having online as a presence. We put a little more focus on hey, how could we? It's not that you know you want to like we're partially torn because we understand like everybody's facing financial issues right now and, and income. So it's like, you know, you don't want to feel like you're shoving stuff down somebody to like, buy this, buy this, you know, and, yeah. and it is, you know, but you're like, Hey, if people are still interested in buying, we're, we're going to, you know, market it to them. We got products, we'll run some discounts and stuff like that. Yeah. And, and at home workouts, cause we have like the booty bands that she yeah. was able to promote and, and people were, they were like, Hey, that, that became super popular because everybody was needing some stuff to work out at home. Yeah, yeah. So we, um, so that's how we kind of marketed it. And, 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 um, yeah, so we just searched a different strategy, you know, and in my, my whole thing was, like I said, I, I always like want to be sensitive to other, other people. So I was like, man, I don't know if it's right right now to be posting about leggings and all, but I'm like, people are buying, you know, I was just watching uh, spending habits, you know, mm-hmm. if people are buying, we're selling. And, um, if they, you know, all of a sudden, you know, like, is, is it lagging going to be a luxury? Are they going to start saving? So when we were just watching, you know, the spending habits and actually people were online more and still shopping online, yeah. we just went more into it. So we do We started doing ads and we started doing, um, just different sales, running different sales. And then we would do, uh, you know, be giving workouts and that's when our band sold out. We just got them restocked yesterday and we would go and do, and we planned stuff. Like I was like, hubs, let's go to the mall film me. I got to get this workout in. Cause so we got to plan that, you know, we're like, we got to do this for all max. We've got to do this video. And for it, the crazy thing is it's almost been, it, it's been a, a, for me at least, because we met, we obviously handled it pressure differently. I'm a woman. Apparently. I'm a woman. He's a man. Enough said. But you know, I'm more of the emotional one and he's the strong and the stable and the rock. Um, and you know, I'm also, he'll also be the one that wants to go this, this, this. And I go, well, let's, let's rein it back and let's not spread ourselves too thin. So 
it's the, the crazy thing is through all of this, it's given me a mental break that I never would have taken mm-hmm. with the booty coin. I mean, there were so many things that we were getting ready to do and in the middle of right before this happened that it was just like, okay, duh, 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 you know, and you're everywhere. And it was this break that it was like, I physically, like you said, there's nothing we can do about this. The retail right. store, you know, there's nothing we can yeah. just let it go. It kind of give you an opportunity to, to clean the slate a little bit and what, what you want to really put your focus and time into. Yeah, and, and what you need like, and what your man, priorities just, are. That, that juice ain't worth the squeeze, man. Like I am just working way too hard. Oh, yeah. And that is not just fruitful at oh, all. Yeah. So Peace is more important than anything. So, <laughs> so it's like, it, I think it, it's been able to reset a little bit. Um, and that's the positive we're taking out of it. I think it's a little bit, of, it's an awakening for everybody in a lot of ways. Um, you know, they're having opportunities to kind of into faith, into relationships, into spending more time with family, looking into health. I think uh, that's been a big thing on people's mind. Cause if there's a virus going around and that's, that's injuring people, killing people, Hey, what can I do to take care of myself? That's, you know, you guys have a supplement store. I'm glad that you're able to stay open being essential. Um, You know, that, that's, that's a huge, huge thing. I think there's so many vitamins out there that you could be taking to help prevent a lot of this or even combat a lot of this, the things that we're Well, Like we said, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure, you know, like what it's having taken care of yourself. And, you know, the whole thing has been a nice slowdown for us because with, as many businesses we have and having six kids, like we, we run, like we, it's 80 hour work weeks for us and on top of having kids. I mean, 20 years old down to one, like I got a spread and, wow. and three daughters, which is a full-time job because wow. they are, they're the easy ones. They cause a lot of gray hair. Anyways, um, I, I got to stay big enough to scare away boyfriends. That's right. Um, <laughs> it's all for show, but you know, yeah, yeah, as long as they're scared, <laughs> you know, but then for us, it's been a nice slowdown in a lot of ways mm-hmm. because I haven't probably spent, we haven't had this many family dinners in five years. I mean, literally. And, and and so it's been nice. Um, the positive aspect of it, but at the same point, like reinvigorates us, like, you know, we do church at home. We, we, we broadcast it in, but like, I'm ready for church to open back up. Like, you know, those kind of things, some appreciation for you take it, you take things for granted, you know, Sunday church with the kids. We were kind of like, okay, let's try to get all of them ready and not look like homeless people and get <laughs> yeah. to church. No, I think you, you know, have, you have to time. keep a routine a little bit, you know, try to still wake up at the same time and, yep. and, yeah. and you know, kind of do your hair, do put your makeup on a little, just have it at normalcy, I think helps versus like just living in the same pajamas for two weeks at a time. Which I've done that too. <laughs> <laughs> I saw that well, picture well, yesterday on Instagram. <laughs> I was like, I don't even have that picture, but it's getting posted. That was fantastic. But but it's funny because like even now, like our seven-year-old son was like, he's ready. He wants to go back to church. He wants to get out and do them like, which is a nice attitude change because I mean, for us, it's been a lesson for not our staff and our, and our children themselves. Like, okay, here's, cause we are, we're older. Obviously we went through the 2007, 2008 market crash. A lot of my staff was babies, babies, which makes me feel really old. Um, but you know, like, and this is the first time they've seen a not growing economy. So it's been a lot of lessons, been able to learn real life, real world lessons. Like, Hey, what are you spending your money on? Are you, how addicted to debt are we all? Like how addicted are we to having too many things going on at once? And I think it's been a great lesson learned from all aspects uh, for us, from the companies and businesses. Let's just kind of dial things back and kind of sit back and say, okay, we spent too much here we can reorganize the hours over here. And Oh, Hey, we're spending too much time trying to run the gyms. Um, you know, let's, it's, it's now that we can't, couldn't be in there as much. Let's hire somebody to help us here. And it's that way we have more time at home. And it's just been a nice reset and kind of sit back and really say, okay, this is what's important. This is where my priorities are. And this is where they need to be. And I told her when we get out of this, I don't want to go back to the 85 hour work week that we've been doing for the last four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, 
you know, now that our, our one-year-old is mobile, uh, I, you know, I don't want to miss that stuff. And you know, we had to miss some of it when our kids our older kids were younger, just cause we were at that stage where we just had to, it just is what it is. But now I'm like, you know, let's focus back on, you know, yeah, enjoying yeah. that time. We can't get back. And exactly right. Yeah. You know, if you guys had to give advice to any other, I guess, younger couples or people who are, you know, um, wanting to get into business, wanting to get into fitness, like what, what kind of advice, I guess, what would you tell 22 year old selves you now? Only date the man's name, Steven. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I, my, my advice would be on a business side is always on a, on a, okay, on a fitness side, I would always say, learn enough skills that if social media went down, you could do something else for a career. Like a lot of people, I think that's why we've been asked about social media and I go, man, it was awesome. And I, I love it for the benefit it is I love it for the reach, but there part of me just really can't stand it for, it's almost like a lot of people became fitness people just because of social media, not because they actually really enjoyed it. Yeah. So that to me has been the weird side. And if you, a lot of people, like if, if something would happen, it would crash. Like, what would you do to make money? Where would your business be? So I love those just normal skills. And that's why even when I was competing, I was, I was, okay, well, I'm going to do this. I'll do hosting and then I'll do emceeing. And, you know, there's so many different ways that we could go if that ends. So I think that always, uh, always be thinking bigger picture and not one, one lane. And then also another thing is uh, don't spread yourself too thin. That once you do have these other opportunities offered to you, it's very easy to say, yes, 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 yes. But then I would rather do three things really well than five things that are just really kind of half-ass. You know what I mean? And that would just burn you out bad. So that's been something I had to learn personally. The other thing I would say for business is to start small. And, and grow smart, you know, just because we do leggings, like we just wanted to do leggings and, as opposed to socks and, um, you know, water bottles. water bottles and bags and this and that, like, because then you'll just, you're, you're competing again with maybe it's not something you're supposed to be doing because someone else is doing it. When we started this, it, it was in a very oversaturated market, but now, and that was five years ago. Now it, every influencer has a line and, and they've got a line and then, and then a person has 10 influencers promoting their line. So it's a very saturated market. It's not as easy to get what you, you know, without just like, here it is, it's quick. And I think a lot of people are that misconception and they forget the amount, the years, the years, the years of work behind the scenes that right. got you there right. yeah. that if they think, well, I'm just going to post and I'm going to do this. And I'm like, well, why are you doing it and how? And give me a plan. Let's go. Yeah, <laughs> like, everybody wants to turn pro in, in their first competition and everybody yeah. wants to. I think there's a lot of, of, of years of learning and, and it just, you have to be, you have to be disciplined you have to be patient um, and you have to work hard and you can't be afraid of those three things. And you have to be humble and you have to not, not burn bridges. You know, people come in, they get one magazine cover and they can't work, go anywhere without wearing sunglasses inside. So it's like, <laughs> um, what the freak is? So it's like, there's so many of the relationships that we've built through the years. So it's just that, you know, it's doing things with integrity doing things right, doing things for free. No, you don't need a paycheck for everything. We do things on favors. No, what do you need? You know, that's how yeah, you build yeah. relationships. It's not just about you. You know, if you could give your time or whatever, you just, that's, that goes so long, but that's years building up to that. So that's yeah. the, the main thing I think is don't compete with other people just because they see them doing it. You know, yeah, I agree. It's not that easy. <laughs> well, and I, I think it says a lot. Like I've told people, like, they ask me when you come out of this in business aspect, well, what is your focus? Relationships. 
That's it. Yep. In the, the day, if somebody had a choice with their last 20 bucks to buy something, they're going to buy it from the person who spent time getting to know them, that knows their family, that was out there, who they saw, you know, at the soup kitchen, who did the, the Little League game or the grocery store. Like the relationships right now are what paying off. You know, yeah, Amazon's awesome. And it's, it's shipping, it's prime, it's all these things. But in the, the day, um, it's. There's not a person behind it. There's not a person behind it. And and the thing is, I told him I've spent spent more time that we probably lost doing just because we got so stretched so thin. But getting to know all the members of our gym, Mm -hmm. get to know their names, get to know, make sure we get back in the stores and learn every. We have a lot of stores, but spend more time making sure we know every employee and that we know them all. We're going to spend, we're doubling down on relationships. Because at the end of the day, that's all that matters. That's awesome. Um, And that's the best lesson I think I've gotten. So, Mm -hmm. And I, and I, I can see that's what made you successful. When we went out to your stores, you can see... You, you're, every time we've been to your stores, it's always been one of the biggest events because people, you know, you've created a community and you care about your, it's not like, Hey, I just want a dollar from you and I don't care who you are. It's like, you've created relationships with all your customers. And that's kind of where our customers connected with her because they, yeah. they, they feel like, you know, they connect with somebody and it's, you know, your, your, your brand represents you and you guys do a great job it's at, at providing too, that service. Know? It's a genuine thing. And people can tell that too. Yeah, you can tell genuine fake, you know what I mean? So. Yeah. Oh yeah. Big time. I mean, it's, I think social media has its negatives, but I also think it has exposure. Like you'll find out who's fake faster and you'll find out who's oh genuine. Gosh, and, yeah. and we've yeah. had the things like, you guys don't filter. I go, hey, I don't know how to. Um, and I mean, I probably should use a filter when I talk sometimes, but, um, just ask my kids as teachers, but, um, you know, but that this is, it is what it is. It's just who we are. Like, I'm not, I'm not fancy. I, I don't, you know, I'm pretty basic. Anything I wear, she either bought for me or has a Rexius logo on it. I, I, I had probably, I, I wouldn't know. I mean, yeah. it's not a, like a Louis Vuitton shirt that you, you print let Rexius. I'm about as cheap as you get. Like, Steve, if you had to go back to 22 year old, you, what would you tell them for advice for business and with fitness? You know, I get a, I get a lot of that with, um, with younger guys that'll message me. Um, the, the, they ask a lot of questions like, you know, how do you become sponsored? How, how do you, cause again, everybody wants that instant, like mm-hmm. I want to turn pro. I want to, you know, if I turn pro, I'm going to get this seven figure contract and I'm going to be like, I'm going to be, you know, high, <laughs> high life and like half their social media uh, heroes look like, you know, right. which is probably a facade. Yeah. So that, one, don't always believe everything you see or read online. That's yeah. number one. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of bad information out, out there from a political mm-hmm. level to a fitness level. It's, it, it applies both ways. Um, <laughs> so I think educate yourself, um, surround yourself with good people, people that you trust, you know, vet trainers, get a good trainer and, and, and stick with that person. And, and that's what I did through a lot of my career. I worked with a lot of really good trainers, but I had good relationships with them and taught me a lot about myself and my body and, and how to apply. And I was patient with things. Um, but also if you want to be an athlete and you want to uh, represent a company, it's like, think of yourself as owning that company. What, who would you want to hire for that company? Like, exactly. you know, it, it, people are like, Oh, just because of my name or I got a thousand followers, they need to stay. I need to be a paid athlete. No, like if you're an a-hole and you post stupid stuff online, <laughs> and you, you know, that's, that, that's not a, a quality person that I'm going to want to represent my company. Exactly. Right. So, um, you know, to yourself. Don't be an a-hole. Don't be an a-hole. <laughs> Come back. Um, and then the other thing I think on business-wise is, um, you know, there's there's a lot of opportunity out there. And like my wife said, it's, it's you know, find what your passion is. Find what you really want to do. 
and apply it. Don't just say, hey, I want to start a t-shirt business and and I'm going to, but then next week I want to do, you know, I want to be a podcast creator and all this. And there's, you know, kind of really discover what you want to do and then really, you know, take time to strategize and apply it and don't think it has to be done overnight. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. A thousand percent. If you guys had to give any piece of advice to anyone right now struggling, whether it be business or personal with, you know, lockdowns and coronavirus, just, I mean, I guess a word of motivation or hope, what would you guys say? you good on that. Well, my, my hope's always going to go prayer. So I'm just a big believer in prayer. I'm also a big believer in um, staying positive with your, with not only your mindset, but your speech. Um, and then, um, you know, filter what you're taking in uh, because you're, it'll, it'll change your mood. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And that's even with social media. I know some people are, post a negative stuff or, or odd stuff like weird stuff like I don't want to see your throwback from 94 when you won your competition and like it's weird like we don't even see it so <laughs> to me it's like you're just taking a break and just posting something that's um that's going to uplift but words in your, what you're watching I, I you could watch a news thing and you could feel yourself get fearful so if you know that's the case turn it off and we're big believers in not listening to everything that mainstream media puts out there yeah. um you know kind of do your own little research and um and do some discoveries on your own and then kind of figure out you know where everything is like where you're at where this all applies in life you know because it's very easy to get discouraged but if you look at and again i have to go back to god you know god's in control of everything and there's stuff that happens we don't understand in this world but we know that in the end that he wins. So that's where I, we always look to that. Mm-hmm. And if that ever gets off that course, we just come back, we pray about it, or we bring someone in our life. We were with our neighbors last night. We talked to our neighbors for like three hours. Yeah, we were with us. We had a couple glasses of wine. Yeah, and, and they're Christians. Our, our 75-year-old neighbors. 75-year-old neighbors. That, that we really don't have kids. We realized that last night. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> but you know, we really enjoy, that, that's, that's wisdom you're, you're gaining from talking to those people. It was great. Right. But it was uplifting. You know what I mean? It was. Because I mean, there's a lot of people out there. A friend of mine, we, I talked this morning, he was, he's a, a financial advisor, but works very close with his clients. And he he actually, he's got a lot of elderly clients and he had one guy that was 70 in his seventies. His wife passed years ago. He's got no family. He's just living by himself. He literally like went, picked him up, took him to the beach and awesome. like just had like lunch with him just to kind of get him out. And I think a lot of people are facing that because uh, like she said, you know, she, she really is, is considering the way people have to deal with things right now. And, and not everybody is a pool, a pool and a roof you. over their head yeah. you know, where you can yeah. kind of hang out and live in your own little sanctuary to where, you know, there's people struggling out there. So like she said, I think it's very important to stay positive. And that is not only the words you speak, but also through the, um, you know, the stuff you take in, mm-hmm. yeah, there's a lot of negativity out there and uh, just learn how to filter a lot of that and, and surround yourself with good people. You know, we, we, we read the Bible. We, get, we have church every morning. We get in the office, we have our coffee, shut off the phones. And we literally, we've been reading the Bible together. And that, that's our strength. You know, that's our blueprint in life. That gives us our hope of what we need. And that's what's that, that that's our foundation. That's what keeps our marriage strong. That's what keeps us happy. That's why we, we believe we're in quarantine and we're not arguing or fighting. We're actually getting stronger. That's something to be said. And to me, that's God blessing that to, to show who he is. We're just we're just here to show God's goodness. So if we can be example from that, we've got to we've got to spread that because we're like, this is what we do. So everything for us, it does go back to, to prayer and, and right. unity doing things as a couple, you know, being respectful. We don't do the whole, hey, fatty. Like, we just don't do that. It's very respectful and very loving uh, to treat people how you want to be treated. He's really good at being a good friend 
you know, and just reaching out to someone, whether they need it or not, maybe they appear strong, maybe they're going, you know, my, my other friends and I, we, we were taught, girl, we're at we're restaurants are open here. We had a girl's birthday party and I said, girl, how are you doing? You know, she started crying and I'm like, wait, that I go, you better zoom me because that's what we're here for. You can't just be selfish. I'd rather someone vent and cry to me because I know that's going to make them feel better. It's not going to bring me down, but yeah. let me be someone to lift it up and vice versa. There's times where, you know, I need to cry and he hears me. You know what I mean? I think as women, we just need to sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Every, Every month. But I think it's oh, something that you just take yourself <laughs> off your mind and be like, what's someone else going through and reach out and see how they're doing. It's just good to let people feel like they're, they're cared about. Oh yeah, I agree. I, like we've been doing a lot of that lately, just checking like who. who and then we talk to him. No, okay, let's give him a shout quick, and we've had the time to do it. I mean, yeah. I've used it, like I my honeydew list at our house is long, but it's distinguished. Um, <laughs> so I have to go after to actually get some of it done um, and yeah, teach our right. kids how to how to use a hammer and how to how to build things. And she I just love that. Oh well, gosh. and the thing is, I got to ban Pinterest from her because she keeps coming with more projects. I haven't finished the last twelve. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, but it's oh my it's gosh, been, we have a garden. We did our landscaping yet the other day. We have to finish that i'm like yes that's yeah. so awesome we're gonna plant shrubs yeah somebody decided over quarantine that we're gonna get this massive above ground pool i have six kids okay you, oh, six kids. Close. you need it listen they gotta awesome. they gotta get tired I, I somehow otherwise they keep asking me questions <laughs> that's essential that is essential, essential. Is. thank you thank you that's definitely <laughs> essential i haven't figured out i'm gonna put it in yet but it's on its way so uh well thank you guys so much like we've been wanting to get you guys on this for uh, forever and i mean as a as a couple that we look up to and how you guys Absolutely. present yourselves and how Thanks, um, guys. you know we it just it it is uh you guys are great ambassadors for the sports and in business and both um you know and it's just uh, it's our pleasure absolutely have you guys on the show thank you guys so much for telling yes, your story it's you. very motivating very hopeful and god bless you guys and if anything we can ever do for you please don't hesitate to reach out well, you guys do great we thank appreciate you so you much having for having us, us. yeah and, and uh, being a, a great steward for all max uh, products you know we uh been with them over five years and, and oh uh, you know they're a great product and then everybody that they work with on a, on a store level and they have such great relationships it's awesome to be a part of uh, what you guys are doing and hope have us back once we're out out yeah. <laughs> well, that's, you know, it's like Roman Denton. I mean, there's our rep for all Max. I mean, he was at our wedding for crying out loud. Our son's name is Roman. Our son's name is Roman. He <laughs> oh, says well, we named him after him. Yeah. And he awesome. says that Steve owes him 20 bucks. You and tell him you named your son after him. And that makes well, he, he did. He told everyone we named him after him. And he says you owe him 20 say, bucks. I, I actually heard that story. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, originally it was going to be Roman Lee. Roman Lee. But which his name is Roman Lee. And uh, yeah. we changed it. He goes, you changed it on me. I'm like, you would tell everyone on the planet. <laughs> that he was named after you. Um, he also make sure to tell Steve he owes me 20 bucks. That's what he said to me That's this morning. There you go. So awesome, guys. Well, thank you guys so much. Have a great rest of your day. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. Hey, you guys have enjoyed the rest of your time. Take care of the six kids. Get thought started on the poll. And, uh, and, and congratulations on all your success. And Thanks, guys. Awesome. Appreciate it. If you clueless, when I shoot shit, style too crisp, and I let it all hang out like a nudist. Oh, you wanna know who I am? Oh, you wanna know me? Well, I'm the man, thought you knew Now you know, what it do? I'm a 94, baby Swankin' like a brand new Mercedes